0: It's that time of the month again when we look at the U.S. non-farm payrolls number, and that is the number of jobs that the United States has either destroyed or created during the past four weeks, or uh, yeah, in the month of, uh, what are we looking at now, during the month of May in this case. Now, everyone was talking about an unemployment rate going up to 20%, maybe even more, and suddenly today, in the last couple of hours, we've had the most extraordinary U-turn, turnabout, surprise. But we're used to surprises these days, whether it be corporate results, whether it be uh, market action. And today it was the jobs numbers. With me is Liston Manchie's independent economic analyst talking to us at two o'clock in the morning from New Zealand. Liston, give us the facts here because I'm still sort of breathless as to what I've just seen.
1: See, I must say, you know, we do this on a regular basis. And while well, it's pretty boring, I don't know why anybody's getting excited by this. The numbers don't make sense because... You know, they're using seasonally adjusted numbers. If you look at the the actual numbers, you know, they're mm. completely different. Yes. And this time, I think like you, I'm quite surprised. So of course we have to do quite a bit of digging here to actually try and understand what on earth the jobs data does actually mean. Give us
0: the numbers and, list and you're you're keeping me in suspense. Tell yeah. me exactly what happened, no, please.
1: No, no. <laughs> No, it, it, what I do like this time, and I will get to it, is that they actually say, "Let's try and explain." So we'll get we'll get round to that. Okay. So now, actually talking about the num- talking about the numbers proper, what you'll find is that our one, which is the one I always go to, is that they are saying, and now I'm using non-seasonally adjusted. So this is what happened, according to them, between April. And may right, and they say that the number unemployed uh, fell from twenty two point five to twenty point five Well, that means that two million people more uh, gained or regained jobs. If you look at the number employed, it went from one hundred and thirty three million to one hundred and thirty seven and a half million that's four and a half million more people yes uh, are employed. And I say that defies description. Anything and everything that you have heard and seen, whether it be uh, the, the weekly jobs data, whether that be people being laid off by companies day after day after day, the word's still coming through, goodness only knows how they got to numbers that look like that. If you go across to the Seasonally Adjusted, unlike my usual bleat, they say much the same story. Hmm. So this time, for first time in goodness knows how long, I can't fall back on my position of saying I don't know what a seasonally unemployed, a seasonally adjusted person looks like. <laughs> do they do they exist or are, are they? But let's look again at something, you know, that they sometimes don't say. So in the table, they only give you this May. April and May a year ago, so the number employed a year ago was one hundred and fifty seven million, and the number employed now is one hundred and thirty seven million well that's twenty million people fewer that are employed now than there were a year ago. That ties in much better with what we have been understanding so i'm guessing, and this is what i 'm what i 'm trying to get to is that Somewhere along the line, uh, the gap is in terms of the way they score, measure, etc. In the middle of a pandemic, when half the people weren't at work to fill in the forms and 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 reply,
0: okay, they might
1: all have been working from home. But again, uh, some of this, you know, really really comes back to you know what what are the new jobs that were created? Where were they? So let's let's have a little look at that if we if we can. Okay. In May, employment rose with the largest gains in leisure and hospitality. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. Now, I do know there was a bit of unlock of uh, some things, but genuinely, um, that would have been about the last that I thought were uh, gaining, let alone being the largest gains. They go on and they say construction, and yes, I can understand. A lot of people went back on sites, and I guess that a person who was laid off being re-employed was a new hire. Therefore, um, it is a new job because, as you know, in construction, a lot of it is, is you know, building specific. Then the other one that really is surprising is education and health services. Luckily, they detail this a bit lower down, so don't turn. I don't think I'm just ending here. And then, finally, retail trade. Now, that is true because a number of stores were able to open, but just um, getting people back on board. I, I, I'm saying to myself, are these new jobs created? Are they the people coming back? But if they had been, as we know, furloughed or put on leave, then that's not a new job. They're just returning to work. So, big question marks uh, to be raised at at something like that. So, they say, and for good purposes, they say at 132.9 million in May, the total number is 20 million or 13% lower than in February. So, they're admitting to go back to a pre COVID date. They then say, listen to this one, see if you know what I mean here.
0: Okay, listen. listen.
1: the response rate for the household survey continued to be adversely affected by pandemic-related issues.
0: Pandemic-related issues. The survey
1: continued to be adversely affected. Hmm. Not the the survey, but the response rate. So it says some people didn't reply. Uh, Changes were made to the estimation methods. Gosh. And they were made in April, and so they were kept in place for May. And then here's the gem: BLS extended these changes back to March for a portion of the revision to the March data. So here we are in June, and now the numbers we have been working on for two months have been revised back. My goodness me! Now, I just I just, just say, before
0: you go on, listen when. when analysts in in the so-called developed world the western world uh, have a look at chinese data they say to themselves oh i don't believe that i don't believe that the gdp rate was uh, in, increased by 6.4 percent year on year whatever the figure is i don't believe the pmi has bounced back uh, so much i'm listening to all this and thinking maybe this maybe this is the insidious hand of someone who wants to get re-elected in these numbers obviously that's not the case It wouldn't happen but it just it's got that feel about it
1: Well no, they even cover that, they say in May we were still able to obtain estimates that meet the BLS standards for accuracy and reliability. So let's understand fully that these are estimates. They were able to change March when it became apparent that they needed to do comparatives. So I say, as you say, let's not put too much trust in these numbers. So I think the real question that, that we're all asking is, you know, how did the market take that? And <laughs> I guess you've got the numbers in front of you just as surely as anybody. Yeah, just, just, uh, uh, just, just,
0: just to simplify things, because um, you're a, a super assiduous analyst when it comes to these things. I just want to put this out now. The U.S. non-farm payrolls report published Friday afternoon stunned markets with economists having expected a further fall in payrolls of eight and a third million souls. This would have taken the unemployment Employment rate to 19.5%. But instead, it sits at 13.3% despite nationwide shutdowns as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. That's the simple headline. You've gone below the headline as you always do so well. Um, what the market was expecting was, I don't know, but I was speaking to a chap called JC Lowe earlier on about the week that had just gone by. And my conclusion was at the end of our conversation, I said, we're speaking before the jobs numbers come out, uh, JC. I said, the market wants to go up. If the figures bad, it's going to go up. If the figures good, the market is going to go up, and that's exactly what's happening. The market wants to go yeah. up, so it's going up.
1: Well, you've got a situation now where the the markets are up, variously uh, close to three percent for the Dow, uh, just over t- two for the S and P. But also understand. So I've gone and had a look, and said, you know, where does that leave us? You know, in terms of year to date, if we close now on those markets and we close our market, you know, pretty well where they are, then year to date we will have a story where the NASDAQ is up 8.7%. So in other words, for companies in the NASDAQ, the outlook now is brighter than it was in at the beginning of the year when people were pretty euphoric and, shall we say, exuberant. Um, whether Alan Greenspan will re-enter the picture now saying uh, this is an example of irrational exuberance, I don't know. But what it does tell me, and it's been happening quite a bit, and that is that people have been buying on any good news. It's less than expected. We expected minus 18, and we only got minus 13. That's fantastic news. Golly. And and similarly, now, again, I've got my own theories and thoughts on, a, on an awful lot of this, and part of it goes back to conversation you and I have had over many years. You know, what is driving this market? And I think a lot of people miss out on the fact that there was a lot of savings in uh, particularly April where people couldn't go and buy a new car. They couldn't go and buy. They were still employed. We're not worried now about the unemployed. We're worried about those who remained employed and got paid, sitting at home, yes, doing the work at home, yes, but not having to travel, not having to do whatever, and very limited in what they could spend money on. So if you look at the savings rate in America, it went through the roof. So now people are sitting on a pile of cash and saying, what do I do with this? And if they look around, they're they're lucky if they get naught on some of their money market. Uh, Bond yields are absolutely appalling property, it was difficult to go out and it probably still is if you're going to go and buy property to uh, get going and get loans because uh, loans are being given to uh, businesses that really need it. So the question is, what else is there? And people are saying, and it's going up and it's a V-shaped recovery and away we go. Now, I am of the opinion, whatever these numbers say, that we haven't yet seen the effect on people of unemployment hmm. that, and we haven't seen the impact on a number of people of the recent violence and unrest in the United States, however well motivated. And I was reading of the company there called Target and they said 20% of our stores got trashed. Uh, we, we, won't, we are unable to open them. So we hope it will only take a few weeks Golly, you know, that carries on. But long story short is somebody who's unemployed has access, in America particularly, to some sources of funding for a while. And let's not forget that we still do have 20 million unemployed. 20 million unemployed have to cut their spending, probably plunder savings, have to say, well, you know, what what happens next? And they're finding it in a number of places where people are cancelling any kind of uh, discretionary spending. And they will find it also in a number of contractual spendings where people are asking for uh, a holiday or or, or, or or cancelling policies. And we've seen that in South Africa. Uh, a couple of the insurers are saying. People are drawing down on their, on their policies or actually taking a payments holiday. Yes, um, or cancelling
0: I, I them at worst. I don't
1: believe it's not happening in America. I don't believe that. I haven't seen the same set of, of of statements from the insurers. But what you and I know, Lindsay, is come the end of June, we will start getting company reports for the second quarter. And they may well be better than expected. The, that sentence never really impresses me. I want to know when the expected was made, who it was made by, what it was based on. Mm. <laughs> and very often, as you know, the expectation comes out after the guidance has been given. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see how they'd stack up with a year ago. And the answer is they're going to be something absolutely awful in terms of company profits compared to a year ago.
0: Are you so... This is what I want to ask you now, because we've got to cut this short. You've got to go back to bed, because it's um, it's half past two in the morning in New Zealand. But this this is the simplistic sort of analogy I came up with afterwards. Let's say that I'd um, committed a crime or misdemeanor three months ago, and I'd gone to jail. Now, going to jail means a couple of several things. It means you can't be intimate with your partner. It means you can't go shopping. It means you can't drink alcohol. It means you can't smoke tobacco in, in most cases. It means you can't go for a walk in the park. In other words, you can't function as you would normally do. Now, you've got three months of pent up isolation where you can't do any of those things. And then when you come out, what do you do on the first couple of days? You do all of those things. You, you go shopping. You drink alcohol. You smoke tobacco. If you're in a country like the Netherlands, maybe you uh, take some drugs. <laughs> maybe you go for a walk in the park, or you definitely go for a walk in the park and enjoy the fresh air, having been incarcerated. So immediately, your own sort of little mini-economy booms. But then you just go back to normal and say, well, that's that. Let's just go back to normal now and reflect on the fact that I've just lost three months' worth of income that, to me, is what's happening to
1: the world at the moment. Is that, a, is that a, a, well, a, a reasonable analogy? Absolutely. I think you've got it in one. But I must just mention uh, that that I went up uh, north of Auckland yesterday and to a shopping centre that I've been to maybe five times before, uh, fairly large, not like our shopping mall, much more a strop mall, huge parking lot with uh, probably about, 140 different shops and I would say 30 or 40 of them were food and beverages type uh, places and at least one said you know collect your online order at the, at this door but I peered into most of these eateries and whatever and I can't say they were full but it was Friday lunchtime and by and large, I would say they were between 50 and and 100% full. Now, that is pent-up demand. I don't know. Yes. Maybe the people decided, look, it is Friday. But, you know, we had a public holiday on Monday. Mm. So it's not as though they were desperate to get out and hadn't been able to do so. So what I am saying, and it is uh, clear to me now, that any number of people are only too habit to go back as if it is perfectly okay And we're not talking about the the danger of COVID because really there is one case, one known case left in New Zealand, not hospitalized. And after that, they've got to close the books and say, well, actually, we don't have any cases. But the point being that uh, that's not, not the story, but the people are just happy to go back to where we were as if it is so. And yet Air New Zealand is saying, sorry, guys, we're going to have to lay off more people. We have one of the large construction businesses saying, we're laying off people. So again, I can't wait to see the unemployment numbers when they come out for New Zealand. And I suspect that they will be more efficiently collected than we have a situation in the United States. So all I can say on on, on these ones, a fair amount of distrust of numbers that come out so completely different to what anybody would have expected having heard the, the words that were coming. But I've said it before. I've said it for a, quite a long time. As long as governments are throwing money at it, there will be extra money available just to keep going. The real crunch time comes when the government says, sorry, but we can't lend more. Let's just handle one particular point that I find very, very interesting. And that is that the interest rates on the long bond in the United States have been ticking up quite a bit and i put this down to the fact that when you've borrowed trillions not millions but trillions to keep things going as opposed to investing in 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 whatever you've uh, project you you've done as a government somewhere along the line you get what they call a buyer's strike and they look at this and they say you know I've, i've lent the government xyz and yes i've had uh, returns on it because the bond yield is zero the drop in the interest rates has provided me with a return now if it happens and is starting to happen in my opinion the yields start rising you've lost money on the capital account you have had no cup a return from income oh my goodness you have to go back to your investors as a bond fund manager and say sorry guys but you know we've lost money here and that Second clue to that is when companies go out to borrow, and they suddenly find they're having to pay eight percent instead of two and three percent. Mm. Now, again, I must just mention a you know a company called uh, Richmond, which went out and borrowed
0: billions 2
1: billion euro. Mm. And you know when you when you look at two billion euro, that is a significant number. Yes, it is. And they got it at numbers below two in nearly all the cases, and it's longer term money—eight, twelve, and twenty-year money. Now somebody's on the right side of that deal, and I put it down to the people at Richmond saying, "We want a war chest." A to avoid uh, you know any any difficulties within the business but secondly to pick up the other guys who are stumbling and fumbling uh, and and staggering along and so i suspect that part of the next 2 years will be acquisitions by the large getting larger it's certainly, it certainly sounds like the way that, that things are likely to It's play. a
0: fascinating scenario that you've just painted over the last 20 minutes or so, Liston. It, uh, what the fallout of what we've seen today will be, I don't know. What the analogy of a three-month lockdown and people coming out of prison is going to yield when it comes to the hospitality industry, the mining industry, whatever it is, I don't know. But all I know is that today's numbers were quite amazing given the fact that 1.9 million people in the last week in the United States, according to yesterday's data, filed for unemployment. Today, we have got an unemployment rate that, was, that the analyst got wrong by more than 6.5%. We'll have to leave it there. You're going back to bed. I've got another interview. Thanks so much for your time. That's Liston Maincheese. You can contact Liston at, Liston at liston.co.za. He's an independent analyst. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position